بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على شرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا فما بعد My brothers and sisters, I remind you and myself that a fire cannot be extinguished by another fire but by pouring water over it. Violence does not end violence, it only increases it. As Muslims we are against all violence no matter who does it. We follow the Quran which clearly advocates against violence and murder and says مِنْ أَجْلِ ذَلِكَ كَتَبْنَا عَلَى بَنِي إِسْرَائِيلَ أَنَّهُ مَنْ قَتَلَ نَفْسًا بِغَيْرِ نَفْسٍ أَوْ فَسَادٍ فِي الْأَرْضِ فَكَأَنَّمَا قَتَلَ النَّاسَ جَمِيعًا وَمَنْ أَحْيَاهَا فَكَأَنَّمَا أَحْيَا النَّاسَ جَمِيعًا In Surah Al-Ma'idah Allah said that is why we ordained for the children of Israel that whoever takes a life unless as a punishment for murder or mischief in the land it will be as if they killed all of humanity and whoever saves a life it will be as if they saved all of humanity this ayah applies to us Today, just as it was meant to be applied to the people to whom it was sent. The example of Rasulullah is the best example for us to follow in Makkah, where he وسلم, and those with him were subjected to the greatest persecution, including when some of his Sahaba, like Subhanya bin Khayyat anha, and her husband Yasir bin Amir, anhu, the parents of Ammar ibn Yasir anhu, were being tortured and were eventually murdered by Abu Jahl. Rasulullah advised them and Ammar ibn Yasir to be patient, to have sabr. He did not tell them to retaliate or fight the oppressor. This is not pacifism. This is not pacifism. This is guidance from Allah because whatever Rasulullah said or did was because of wahi from Allah. Then when Rasulullah had been given victory over his enemies, who had persecuted him and his family, killed his daughter, killed many of his sahaba who he loved more than we love our own children, he forgave them all. He did not extract revenge even though it was in his power to do so and he would have been justified if he had done so. He did not do that because there is only one way to stop the cycle of violence and that is to break the cycle. The truth about any conflict without exception, be it between individuals, groups or nations is that it can only be resolved by all parties sitting together in an atmosphere of mutual respect and arrive at an agreement which is just and fair for all. No matter how difficult this may seem to be or how long it takes, this is the only way to resolve any conflict. There is no other way. The sooner all parties wake up to this and come together to speak, the sooner the conflict will end. This is what we must pray for, for sabr, for the ability to get over the pain, for the wisdom to forgive and to go forward. I advise you and myself that we must repair our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and beg for his forgiveness and ask him for his help. That's the only way to change the terrible situation that we find ourselves in. I therefore want to begin by asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his mercy and forgiveness and for his protection from all evil. Zahara minha wa what is visible and known and what is invisible and hidden. Justice is only with Allah and will happen only when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wills it. Allah's will depends on our actions and so we need to correct our actions. Our situation will not change until we change ourselves. Islam demands complete submission and obedience as a condition of faith. A Muslim is one who has submitted, not someone sitting on the fence and trying to find a 
desire-compatible version of Islam. Islam didn't come in different flavors and amounts of caffeine or sugar. Islam came as one complete truth, needing no additions or subtractions, good for all time, needing no alterations or corrections. Islam, Allah commanded us and said, Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu udkhulu fi silmi kaffatan wa la tattabi'u khutwati shaitan innahu lakum adubum mubeen. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said which means O believers enter into Islam wholeheartedly and do not follow the footsteps of shaitan. Surely he is your sworn enemy. It is our attitude of selective obedience which is the root cause of bringing upon ourselves the anger of Allah. Allah told us that selective obedience is disobedience and will attract its own consequence. We are free to choose but the choice is not free. Every choice comes with a price tag. It is like shopping. You are free to choose anything in the shop but try walking out without paying for it and you will know what I mean by price tag. That is life. Choose anything, any way to live, any action, any way to relate to others, to speak, to earn, to eat or drink. But remember that everything has a price tag. If we choose it, we will pay for it. There are no exceptions. If the choice is good, we are rewarded. If, we, if not, it attracts punishment. No exceptions. Allah said, أَفَتُؤْمِنُونَ بِبَعْدِ الْكِتَابِ وَتَكْفُرُونَ بِبَعْدِ فَمَا جَزَاءُ مَنْ يَفْعَلُ ذَلِكَ مِنْكُمْ إِلَّا خِزْيٌ فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا وَيَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ يُرَدُّونَ إِلَىٰ أَشَدِّ الْعَذَابِ وَمَا اللَّهُ بِغَافِلٍ عَمَّا تَعْمَلُونَ Allah said which means then do you believe in part of the scripture and reject the rest? Then what is the recompense? What is the reward for those among you who do this except disgrace in this world and on the day of resurrection they shall be consigned to the most grievous torment and Allah is not unaware Allah is, Allah is not unaware of what you do we as Muslims are held to a higher moral standard than those who are not Muslim yet just as you hold your children to a higher standard than other children especially strangers just as a police officer in uniform is expected to behave differently from an ordinary person. Proximity to power comes with its special privileges which are conditional upon fulfilling special responsibilities. That's why Muslims are punished more quickly and apparently for lesser crimes than others. We see this in the story of the Battle of Ahad and the Battle of Hunayn. Even though in both cases Rasulullah was present there himself. In both cases, it was the conduct of a few of the Sahaba which resulted in turning victory into defeat and in the case of Ahad, the deaths of 70 Sahaba and severe injury to Rasulullah himself. However, this correction is really a mercy from Allah so that we can correct ourselves before we meet Him because the punishment of Allah in the Akhirah is much more severe and painful than anything we may face in this life. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala slaps us on the wrist so that we can return to Him. He said, وَلَنُذِيقَنَّهُمْ مِنَ الْعَذَابِ الْأَدْنَى دُونَ الْعَذَابِ الْأَكْبَرِ لَعَلَّهُمْ يَرْجِعُونَ He said, we will certainly make them taste some of the minor torment, small punishment in this life, before the major torment, the major punishment of the hereafter, so perhaps they will return to the right path. 
The Sahaba understood this, the companions of the Prophet ﷺ understood this and used to introspect when they lost a battle or faced any adverse situation. They didn't spend so much time thinking about external factors but reflected on what may have been going on in their lives which could have led to the adversity that they were facing. They understood the connection of amal to ahwal, actions to circumstances. We understand this connection in a materialistic sense, for example, market forces in a free market economy where lending rates affect economic growth. But we don't or refuse to understand the effect of the same lending rates in the form of riba on the overall well-being of our society. We have legitimized what we like to call, like to do and legitimized what we like to, how we like to live and call it lifestyle choice, personal freedom and so on, ignoring that all choices have consequences. Some of them permanent and painful. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us about the reason we are seeing trials and disasters, both man-made and natural, with increasing frequency. ظَهَرَ الْفَسَادُ فِي الْبَرِّ وَالْبَحْرِ بِمَا كَسَبَتْ أَيْدِ النَّاسِ لِيُزِيقَهُمْ بَعْدَ الَّذِي عَمِلُوا لَعَلَّهُمْ يَرْجِعُونَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Calamities have appeared on the land and on the sea because of what the uh, hands of because of what the hands of men the hands of people have earned so that he allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes them taste some of what they did in order that they may return to the right path this ayah mentions both the cause and the cure a muslim must be able to diagnose the disease and implement the cure using the lens that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us, which is his book, the Qur'an al-Karib, and the blessed method that his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa taught us through his sunnah. If disobedience invites punishment, then the cure is repentance and correcting our lifestyle. Allah said, فَقُلْتُ اسْتَغْفِرُ رَبَّكُمْ إِنَّهُ كَانَ غَفَّارًا Seek your Rabb's forgiveness, for he is truly most forgiving. There are three major evils that we have chosen for ourselves, knowing full well what their consequences will be. Eating the doubtful or haram, buying and selling haram, and dealing in interest. All three nullify our dua and prayers, and dealing in interest means that we have accepted war with Allah. This is the hard reality which we must face and correct. If we want Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's help, we must first apologize for defying Him, then we must clean up our act and change our ways. Earn and eat halal and get out of interest-based dealings. Then ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his help. He promised to answer those who call upon him. But that does not include his enemies. So we must get our names back into the list of his awliya. As you can see, the situation is critical. We are running out of time. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will only increase the pressure until it starts to touch all of us. Then we won't be watching scenes on television but we'll start to experience them ourselves. And Rasulullah said, لَيْسَ الْخَبَرُ aina." The report is not like seeing or experiencing. Believe me, we don't want to go there. Let us decide right now to stop defying Allah and to beg His forgiveness and make the niyyah the intention to change our ways. For each of us, this will be different. But whatever it is, it must change. Disobedience must go from our lives. Remember that this is not only to avoid calamities in this life, but far more importantly to save ourselves from the anger of Allah when we meet Him. Let us bring our lives into the orbit of obedience to Allah and on the path of the blessed Sunnah of Rasulullah not from next month or next week or tomorrow, 
but from right now. Then see how Allah will open doors for us and will provide us from sources we cannot imagine. There is no mystery. We know why we are failing and we know what we must do to change that and succeed. The choice is ours.